Welcome back to Inspire Our Nation with me, Caroline Morgan. This is a podcast where we catch up with inspirational, positive people making a difference across the globe. So if you like to be uplifted, inspired and entertained, then this is definitely the podcast for you. Stay tuned. I'm honoured to have with me today a multi-talented broadcaster, interviewer, presenter with her own production company, Rhea Hebden. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's lovely to be here. It's an absolute pleasure. I think the last time we met in person, uh, Rhea, was about like a lifetime ago. It was actually 18th of February, 2020 at Brit's Listening Party. That feels so long ago, doesn't it now? And yeah. I'm finding even when I go into the studios, just with the taxi drivers, you know, just it's so nice just to have a conversation with somebody outside of your four walls because it feels like this has lasted such a long time so I'm hoping that you know as things start to relax that we'll be kinder to each other and show a bit more compassion and and really just value the kind of random conversations that you have with strangers yeah and it's just keeping that going isn't it and like you said appreciating all of that and this is one of the reasons why I put this podcast together because during the lockdown I felt kind of a bit isolated and really wanted to connect with people and talk to people and I miss going out you know when you have those little coffees or uh, you know a glass of wine or whatever and you just have those really powerful conversations yeah so, and dancing know? goodness yeah me, live music and dancing <laughs> so more than anything I. Yeah. And going to the cinema and seeing uh, amazing films on the big screen, you know? Can't wait. Can't wait to do all that again. <laughs> I mean, I follow you on Twitter, um, Ria, and um and obviously all the social medias. And you know, you look brilliant on your posts. You're always looking cheerful and positive, and the positive messages that pop up everywhere, and your outfits look amazing. Oh, thank you. Know, you. How 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 interested in fashion are you? Is that really important when you, you put your brand out there? Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, I've always been into fashion. I've, you know, I'm a bit of a girly girl. I do love clothes and makeup and feeling nice. I think, you know, I talk to Mark Hayes, the stylist on the rain, all, about this all the time. Good clothes make you feel happy and good in yourself. So it is something that I just enjoy. But um, I do think when you're a TV presenter and you're out there, it is about thinking about how you want to present yourself to the world. So yeah, what you wear is important, but I, I wouldn't say it defines you. And then how important do you think social media is for self-promotions as well? Well, very. I mean, I think it's brilliant that we have these free platforms available at our fingertips to use to push our brand out there and to have conversations with people all over the world. I mean, if you think about it, it's quite extraordinary just in terms of like connecting with people and finding out what's going on around the world and also just letting people know what you're up to. I think they're a brilliant free marketing tool. But the one thing I would say is don't spend hours on it every day or within reason make sure you're busy actually living a life rather than being on social media all the time <laughs> I mean talking about um you know presenting you know you are an, an entertainment presenter on various programs uh, particularly ITV's Lorraine uh, tell us more about what you do on, on a typical day on the show right. well as you said I cover the entertainment showbiz news on Fridays and a typical day for me involves me getting up at six I get ready I do my own hair and makeup so I actually arrive camera ready rather than been made up because of COVID 
you know, I haven't had the luxury of having all the amazing makeup artists do it all for me because it's been a really stripped back team. But to be honest with you, it's really important that you can do this stuff yourself because then that way you're efficient and you're good to go. And yeah, so I get a taxi that picks me up. I'm quite lucky. I live really close to the studio. So I get to the studio about 15 minutes later and then I'll meet with the producer, talk through the script and if any news stories have changed because obviously I'm usually top of the show so we want to leave with something that's fresh and then a floor manager will take me up I'll say hi to my sound person put my mic on jump in the seat have a quick chat with Lorraine literally for 15 seconds before we go live and then we talk all you know showbiz music and uh, entertainment and then if we have time we'll obviously stay and have a little chat but usually because of um the pandemic it's it's been very limited in how many people you can have in the studio so I'd usually just go straight out and straight either home or to go and have lunch somewhere um but that's my date morning in a nutshell and it, yeah it's it's all very whirlwind but brilliant at the same that's time like a great morning to me and what's the favorite part <laughs> of your job I suppose for me, it's it's like because I watch a lot of television and films, storytelling has always been something from when I was a little girl that I was passionate about. For me, I, I love the research side of it, but I actually love the buzz that you get from being in a live environment, being in that studio, sat with Lorraine, who's the queen of daytime and, and all these other brilliant creatives to bring my segment to life. That's the most rewarding part, you know, knowing that we've put the work in, we've done the research and then I deliver the communication you're quite a busy lady you know you have children as well and obviously mm -hmm. you're doing uh, daytime telly you've got lots of other things going on how do you balance all of that I've been really organized <laughs> it's, it's really that simple um I'm, I'm a morning person I'm really productive in the morning yeah. so I tend to plan everything like what I'm wearing the night before I script everything the evening before so we have a good sleep and then you know we're not running around last minute trying to sort things out in the morning I've also got a very supportive husband that um, has been amazing, <laughs> amazing through the past year who's kind of held the fort in the you know the childcare ferrying and all of that which is amazing and we are a brilliant team yeah I think it's about being organized and having obviously support by your partner or childcare, whatever your setup is and um yeah just having supportive friends and family as well who believe in you and, and know the goals that you're trying to achieve it is really important and like you said um you know the having the balance but in terms of uh, well-being I mean what sort of things do you do to stay so positive and have you know a great outlook every day because it's difficult to kind of wake up and go right today I'm just going to be happy for the rest of my life you, it, that takes work doesn't it to be honest with you it's a funny one because I, I just generally am a happy yeah. person I'm one of those yeah, people are. that is happy all the time you are um, every time I see you just like ah, really upbeat and you know it's I great. think a lot of it though is it's about just having gratitude it's about yeah. waking up and literally being like today is going to be a good day and I've got this mantra book by the side of my bed and I always open that and just read a positive mantra every morning that kind of sets me up for the day yeah um but you know well-being is a mixture of things it's not just fitness because I was going to say I, I do like to do yoga and I've really recently just got into this thing called the Shona Virtue Method which is oh, something I never thought I would do and I'm what's that? loving it <laughs> so it's like a mixture of yoga yeah with weight training 
Um, So it sounds a bit scary because not many women kind of think, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. But actually, I'd really encourage you to give it a go because Mm -hmm. I sleep so much better. I feel really strong. I seem to have more endurance. If I go for a run, I can run for longer. Whereas I know that before I would have got tired at certain points. And it's all about healthy eating as well. So that for me kind of encompasses all the things that tick the boxes for well-being and uh, so I've really got into that since Christmas oh so, uh, yeah I've got to try, to try that yeah I've never heard Shona of that virtue before. method yeah Ooh. so I do that and then I, I bought a bike for my birthday in January and so I try <laughs> to do my Shona virtue do a run and go for a cycle Oh no! So it's about being active, isn't it? And I definitely think bias been in the house all this time. It really kind of made me think, oh, you've got to get moving because otherwise you'll, you know, you'll start feeling really stiff and you get down. So we're not meant to stay still for long. Keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to stay alive and keep going. Absolutely. Keep moving, keep the energy going. So in terms of like, you know, you've had a very, very interesting career. You know, you've done all sorts, you know, from broadcasting um to you know interviews on the red carpet so much stuff and you've also got um you know your own sort of uh wonder woman tv so that's all going on as well tell us a little bit more about wonder woman tv so wonder women was a digital talk show that i set up about five years ago because from my experience i felt there was a real lack of championing women who worked in television and also kind of sharing how they got to where they are in their careers. It's great to see the progress that's been made since then. I mean, you know, every magazine features a woman or who's a role model. You go into a workplace, there's a a women's network now, which they didn't have years ago. There's panel discussions, industry ones you can go to and hear all these amazing conversations from women. They certainly didn't happen 10 years ago. So there's lots of progress that's happened. Um, But yeah, the talk show was fundamentally for me to interview three women who worked in TV, mm-hmm. but in different roles to talk about how they got to where they are in their careers. And um, from that, it kind of spiraled. We got amazing feedback from people that watched it and then um, decided to create a live event, which is Wonder Women Live, which is the event I hold on International Women's Day every year. And that's nice because it's like a panel discussion, which I chair in front of an audience of 100 people. So rather than just coming and listening to the panel, you also then get to meet them because we structure power networking at the end. So that for me is really rewarding because people who come not just, you know, they're not just inspired by the conversations that we have, but they actually leave knowing 15, 20 people that they didn't know before. So that helps them find mentors, jobs. And for me, that's that's the kind of purpose of creating Wonder Women was to elevate a diverse group of women who work in television. I joined one of your classes and I absolutely loved it. And what I loved about it is because I, I didn't know anybody. And um, although I'm quite a confident person, I'm very chatty, but I felt I was a little bit nervous because I was like, oh God, you know, they're a little bit more experienced than me in my particular field of choice that I want to move forward into. Mm. But I felt really, really safe and supported because each and every woman gathered around. And if I didn't say anything, they was like, Caroline, tell us about you. Everyone, everybody on that team got you involved. That's what I loved about going on one of your classes because you felt like you were encouraged and really involved. Yeah, and included. Well, that's yeah. really important. And whenever we host Ones of Women Live, I always ask whoever's delivering the keynote speech to really set the tone in that respect where people feel it's an inclusive event and mm. people feel supported and that it is a safe space where yeah. you can share stories 
and what some of the challenges are that you're experiencing? Because I do believe that by being open about the challenges you're experiencing or your dreams and hopes and ambitions, there's normally somebody listening that actually could help you or connect you to somebody that could really help you. But if we don't say, then we never know. And then no one can help us. So it's really important that people start opening up. So I'm really, really pleased to hear that you've enjoyed that. And, oh, and I did. Yay, I, lo- I loved, loved it. it. So how important is it to have a mentor? Mentors, I think, really important. I mm. didn't have a mentor when I was coming up in telly. I had a lot of strong female leaders around me and I acted like a sponge around them I just absorbed and learned and watched and you know it was a brilliant kind of training ground but I didn't have someone give me structured mentoring and I do think in hindsight had I had that senior person with a bit more life experience who could have helped me navigate the industry I could have avoided a few potholes do you know what I mean yeah so uh, for me mentoring really important if you're in a position where you've got the time and the capacity to do it I do think in our industry you have a duty to pay it forward to the next generation share some of that wisdom and just help somebody on their way so it's not so difficult for them um so that's why we launched the wonder women mentoring program this year which i'm super super proud of because that for me is taking wonder women to the next level we basically shortlisted 17 women from across the whole country from underrepresented groups and we've paired them up with 16 incredible women who work in telly who work for the major broadcasters and they've committed to a year of one-to-one mentoring so they meet up with their mentor once a month but they also meet up as a group and they take part in these uh, monthly masterclasses that we've organized with executive coaches oh fabulous yeah and I just think I would have loved this (laughs) coming up you know in telly and I should say this is for women who are at mid-senior level because um you know we know there's a diversity problem Mm. in our industry and it's often at that mid-senior level certainly board level so my kind of focus is if we invest our time with structured development at that level of people then hopefully they'll be the senior leaders of tomorrow amazing so I mean you said you wish you would have had that when you were sort of coming through your career tell us about how you got into this career and what your path has been like well, it's been all over the place, but it's always been in telly. I knew from when I was little that I always wanted to be on screen. I studied uh, film and television at university. I, When I finished uni, I started off at Talkback Thames working in production. And it was a brilliant way just to kind of learn how television is made from beginning to end. But for me, working in production was really precarious because the contracts were really short. I had to financially support myself in London and it just didn't work coming straight out of uni. So I traveled the world for 10 months, which was a brilliant just time just to, you know, learn about life and meet new people and think of new ideas. And when I came back, I got a job as a junior publicist at 20th Century Fox. And from there, I went to Channel 4, worked for the um, publicity team for entertainment. So always connected to TV programs. Um, And then from there onto Discovery Channel. And then I went on to Disney to manage live entertainment across the whole of EMEA, which was amazing. So we launched things like The Lion King and, you know, the UK tour. And then we launched Lion King in Madrid and Little Mermaid in Amsterdam and all these amazing (laughs) shows. But the key thing is I had that experience in how you pull together a Q&A for talent and how you, you know, promote a program or a show or a cast or whatever. And so all of those skills 
are completely relative to what I do now. So again, going back to Wonder Women, it's about sharing our individual journeys, but also showing how a lot of the skills we have are transferable to other jobs. So that's why it's really important that say you're on a certain career trajectory and you change your mind or your life circumstances change. That doesn't mean that you're failing or you're stuck. You can always sidestep and pivot and do something else because all that experience and the skills that you've accrued over that time can work in other industries or in in other roles. But if we don't know about the other roles, then we don't know what's possible for us. Do you get what I mean? Yes, absolutely. And I mean, you must look up through your career and think, you know, you've achieved so much. You know, how does it make you feel when you kind of, look at your kind of CV if you like from when you first started to where you are now well yeah it's amazing it is amazing because I've worked really hard for a really long time and we've yeah. sacrificed a lot there's been a lot of um insecurity with jobs and finances and all of that but that's kind of part and parcel of it when you're a freelancer mm. but then all of it you know all that hard work all that time all that grafting is paying off now so of course it's one of those things where it's like if it was easy the whole world would do it right of course absolutely <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I think as long as you are happy and you're enjoying what you're doing then you know you're exactly where you, you need to be and where you want to be and for me you know thinking back to when I was six years old and my mum took me to this makeshift tv studio in the uh, tv and photography museum in Bradford I sat in that presenter's chair with these cameras and lights around me and I knew then I was like this is exactly where I want to be and I still feel like that when I'm in the oh. studio with Lorraine so I know that you know I'm, I'm where I'm meant to be it's I'm living a purposeful life and you've interviewed some very interesting people you know Ruby Wax you know you've got this the end the list is endless you know um Idris Elba who would you like to interview who you haven't interviewed already oh good question okay in England I would like to interview Amma Asante the film director I think she's very talented and she's made some brilliant films um I would really like to chat to her because I just think you know she's a bit of a trailblazer in the industry and I'd just love to talk to her a bit more depth about the future of the industry and where she thinks improvements have been made but where there's still work to be done and then I thinking more kind of globally I'd love to speak to Ava DuVernay, who is a American film director, and she directed uh, When They See Us and a documentary on Netflix called The 13th. I think she's a change maker of the 21st century, so I'd love to speak to her. In terms of your career, no one knows what's around the corner. And I guess as a freelancer, you don't know what your next gig is, you know, and there's so much, I don't know if I want to call it competition, but I guess there's so many other people doing what you're doing and everybody has to you know, hold on to, to what they have. But I mean, I don't say what's your dream job, but what, what would you see yourself doing next? I mean, cause I could see you doing it some kind of Oprah chat show style kind of lady, you know? <laughs> well, I wouldn't say no. I love talking to people and I'm nosy. I like digging into people's yeah. stories. And I think, you know, I'd like to think I'm a warm person. So people feel like they can talk to me. And mm. um, I don't know. I mean, I think the key thing is to not look at what everyone else is doing. Just stay yeah. focused on your goals and just stay focused in your lane. And, you know, I do believe that there's enough space for everyone. I think if you buy into that mentality where it's like, oh, there's only so many spaces then I think you buy into that pressure so just 
disregard all of that and just stay focused on what you want to achieve for yourself. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the key thing I would say as well is to have multiple streams of revenue. So don't Mm. just have one job, have other things going on. So I don't just do television. I broadcast on the radio, BBC London. I host live events, whether they're in person or virtual. Like there are other things that I have going on that bring in revenue for me. So I'm not just relying on the TV work. And I think that's really important because I think people just think that's your one job but it's Mm -hmm. important that you have your fingers in many many pies yeah I mean (laughs) I think as a freelancer as well it's quite scary to go into that world of freelancing for some who've Mm. never been there before and actually taking that leap from a a full-time paying job nine to five Monday to Friday whatever it is that security from going to this unknown Definitely. Uh, And certainly in the past year, you you know, we know that so many people have lost their jobs, which has been horrendous. mm. And, you know, still lots of people aren't working. So I think that's really taught a lot of people and myself the importance of of having other things going on as well. So you don't just rely on that one sole income because we just never know, do we, what industry is going to take off and what one's going to disappear. No, exactly. Well, the world's opening up again. So what are you going to do first? (laughs) What are you going to see first? What are you going to do? do? (laughs) I've absolutely missed the theatre so much. And you you don't realise how much that's part of our culture especially living in London it's it's such a privilege to have that on your doorstep you know and all those shows that I was like yeah I'll go see that one day now I'm kicking myself so I can't wait to go back to the theatre I've promised a boy that I mentor that I'm going to take him to see everybody's talking about Jamie because I just think that's a a really fun one to go to see but yeah I want to go to the theatre I want to go to the cinema and I want to go out dancing I know till six in the morning (laughs) to where you, you, you need to take your shoes off because it hurts so bad I just can't wait to do that live music again talking about music what's your favorite genre of music Oh, that's so hard. Caroline, that's so hard. Because the thing is, I'm I'm really versatile. Like I, my playlist is all over the shop. I've got a mixture of really random music. I'm really showing myself up now. But I do like, I've got a lot of kind of funky house. I've got, um, but then I've got loads of Fleetwood Mac. Do you see yes, what I mean? Complete yes. opposites. Um, I love that. I, I, yeah and I really like EDM and then I'll you know like I like old school R&B so it's like very very mixed but for me it's like upbeat music you know dance music's a big thing in our house we have discos every Friday (laughs) you know the lights out and everything we've got to make the weekend special while we can't go anywhere um but then you know when you're winding down I like to just listen to podcasts so just really varied I love all of that. And also, you know, you have a wonderful image. You have a very vibrant uh, personality. You always look fantastic. As a mixed woman, as myself, at mixed heritage, your hair looks incredible. Aww, and I don't, I don't think most people realise how much, I don't know if it takes you as much effort as it takes me, but how much you have to really take care of Afro hair. Oh yeah, and I tell you, I can't wait for when I can go and have a treatment because this Me too. mop of mine hasn't had any TLC <laughs> for six months. I know. Oh my goodness. And it's really hard to do it yourself. I've got all the creams and the nourishments and everything. Through the, through the lockdown, it's just been loads of hair masks, loads of protective oils on it just because we oh, don't, you know, we're not able to have our regular treatments. But yeah. no, it, do you know, it's funny because I remember... It was probably about five years ago. I remember a lady, I was going to have um, 
and back massage. And she said to me, you know, it's really quite a statement for you mm. to rock your natural hair the way you do on TV. And yeah. I just didn't know what she meant by that. And she's like, but you know, more power to you. And I, and I thought, yeah she's right though it probably is and it's something that my mum and my dad have always been like you know always be unapologetically yourself and your hair is who you are you know this hair is mine all the pride I gave the time but this hair is mine you know this hair is my shit from the pride I gave the time but this hair is I've never, ever thought, oh, I need to tie it back. Or I've never had anyone say, oh, can you tie it back? Like, it's just who I am. Yeah, I'd like to think by me just being me on screen, it'll encourage curly-haired girls watching, you know, all over the country to show them that a career on TV is possible for them where they can wear their natural hair and be their true selves. And I think you are absolutely right, Ria. And, and you inspired me to have my hair natural because I used to blow my hair out. I used yeah. to do all these treatments to blow it straight. And I used to, my, my parents were the same, leave your hair alone, stop messing with your hair and stop doing this, that and the other. Mm -hmm. But seeing you out there, because there's not many women on screen that are mixed race women doing what you're doing and being successful at doing that. I mean, there's probably plenty all over the world, you know, in different arenas, but I can relate to, because when I see you on the screen, I see me. Yeah. I literally and, and see me. And that representation is so important, isn't And it? I love it. And I think, oh, what's she wearing today? Where's she got that from? It's like, <laughs> I go, you, go, you tweet feed of it, right? That's it, what's she wearing today? Right, I'll go off to Silk Friend and buy that and buy that colour because it is, <laughs> honestly, it's inspiring, it's encouraging. If you can see that with somebody that, you, you know, uh, you admire, which I do admire you, and I think you're such an inspiration that, you know, Aww. I think what you're doing is incredible. Thank you, lovely. A round of applause for Ria. <laughs> <laughs> A virtual hug. But you have been absolutely brilliant. And I've, I'm so happy that you were able to make it onto the show. Thank you for having me. It's been lovely talking to you. It's an absolute pleasure. Next time on Inspire Our Nation, we're going to talk Olympics. The Tokyo Olympics are due to start on the 23rd of July, 2021. The games normally take place every four years and countries from all over the world send athletes to compete in many different sporting events. During the 1984 Olympics, this lady was the first black British woman ever to win an Olympic gold medal. She threw that javelin 69.56 meters Wow. Tune in next time to find out who that is. <laughs> <laughs>